0: I've never met anyone who didn't want to be more confident. This is the Real Confidence Podcast, and I'm your host, Jennifer Brunson. My family instilled confidence in me at a very young age, and then in my early 20s, I traveled the country teaching college women to be more confident in leadership roles, in their daily lives, and now I'm a mom to two amazing and sassy little girls who I work to instill confidence in every single day. This podcast is here to increase my confidence and your confidence in our everyday lives, in our mental health, our emotional health, our physical health, shoot, even in just getting along with your friends. You're looking for real confidence. We're not talking about that fake it till you make it stuff. This is the real deal. Then tune in. This is Real Confidence with Jennifer Brunson. All right, friends, welcome. This episode is about confidence and obedience. And I actually have shared my family's story. On another podcast, but I haven't shared it here yet. So I wanted to share with you guys the journey that our little family has taken over the last few years. And it has been such a lesson in obedience. So God was calling us to do something, to make a big move. We made that move, and then we got to see the beauty of His promises fulfilled. So, for starters, This is very timely because you may know that I own B. Reese Boutique. The B is for Baylor. The Reese is for Cameron Reese, my two daughters. Baylor's seven, Cameron is four. So the boutique is named after them, B. Reese Boutique. And it's about three years old and has been such a gift in my life. But we are now at this point where it's time to close the boutique. I'm announcing that This week with friends and family and loyal customers and on to the public, but it really is the culmination of a chapter in our lives all about obedience and having confidence and obeying God, even when you're just not sure exactly what's going to happen. This story begins in 2019. I, well, actually let's back up a little bit because the action starts in 2019, but really years ago. So Cameron's four years old. I think she had not even been born yet. And I approached my husband, Scott, and said, I would love to open a business. And if you follow me on social media at b.restyle, You know how much, especially up in stories, I love home decor. It is, it's really fascinating. I'm curious if any of you feel this way. It's something I discovered later in life, not until I was a homeowner. And then once I got bit by the home decorating bug, like that's just, I'm obsessed. I love it. So I wanted to open a home store. Scott and I talked about it and talked about it and talked about it. And really what that looked like was some wisdom from him of saying, I support you. I think you need to put together a business plan. So I worked on a business plan, but he said, I just imagine you working on a Saturday and Sunday. You're up at the store working and I've got the kids and you're not able to spend time with them. And isn't that One of your main goals. And it was because I wanted to leave the corporate world and have more time with my family. I wanted to take vacation when I wanted to take vacation. I wanted to be able to do all the things and be at all the things. And so he was right. It did not meet our goals. But at that time, we went ahead and submitted and applied and got an LLC to be an official business. And we named it Hit that's my maiden name, and Brunson LLC, because it could be used for anything, you know, on down the road, if Scott wants to open laundry mats, he can under and Brunson LLC. So we did that, we got that completed. And the answer at that time for our family was no, this is not the right timing. This is not the right thing for us. We prayed over it, and it just was a no. So fast forward, at least four or five years later, Here we are, it's 2019 and I'm just feeling like I need to start a business and this time I'm thinking clothing business and not a brick and mortar because that does not meet our goal, right? I don't need to be at the store working all the time away from the kids. That doesn't meet the goal our family had. And so I decided to do an online boutique and we would have parties and people could shop and all kinds of fun things, launch parties and seasonal parties and Christmas parties, and prayed and prayed and prayed over that. And it coincided with a season at work that was kind of pretty much excruciating. Just really, it was, it was time for me to move on. But I am, (laughs) who can relate? I am like a clinger level, like nine, like I'm not going to leave. I'm so loyal to companies. It takes a lot for me to leave. And I have boomeranged, boomeranged back and forth between the same companies several times because I just, I'm all in. I drink the Kool-Aid. I, I'm so loyal. And it's really hard for me to leave, even when it's time, even when it's time. And I prayed and prayed and prayed about, is this time, God? I want to open this boutique. Is this the right thing? And I definitely felt God saying, yes, And Scott was on board. He said, yes, we looked at the finances, everything aligned. I mean, it's a miracle in and of itself that Scott was like, yeah, let's do this. (laughs) Because he's very much, he's very practical and a traditionalist. And I'm so much an optimist, sometimes an unrealistic optimist. So we balance each other out well with that. But the fact that he was like, yes, let's do this. So here I am, 2019, I've been praying I'm opening this boutique. I've put in my resignation. I'm leaving my my corporate job. And I'm thinking, this is in my mind, wow, God has called me to do this. We're doing this. This is like a purpose. This is all about me. You know, I mean, I didn't literally think this is all about me, but you know, when you have that vibe, like this is my thing, this is my story, this is my path and you're just, I was just absorbed in that, and uh, this is what I love about God. He works in mysterious ways. Come to find out, it, it had very little to do with me, so here's what happened. I leave my job, I think, around um, early fall 2019. By October, I am leaving my job. I'm opening the boutique. I'm selling clothing. We've had a launch party And I believe it was in November, Scott is working for a company about 30 minutes from the house. And he has to go on a trip to Dallas, Texas, a work trip. And he's in a place in his career where he's thinking, okay, what's the next step? Like, I'm ready. I'm ready to be challenged. And so he goes on this work trip and he applies for a job. And he's like, you know what, they're, they're going to interview me while I'm here. Okay, great. This is like, ordinary Wednesday or something. <laughs> and he uh, calls me and says, Oh, it went, went well. You know how everybody does with the people they love. How'd your interview go? How was it? He's like, it, was, it was good, but I don't think I'm going to get it. I mean, there are really outstanding people here. I just don't know that I'm going to get this job. He always underestimates himself. I'm like, you don't realize how good you are. You're amazing. I'm sure they loved you. He said, okay, they're going to call me back in in a month or so. Uh, I might fly out, you know, do another a final interview. This is like mid-morning on like an ordinary day of the week. And by lunch, he calls me and says, okay, we're doing another round of interviews. Like while I'm here, I said, oh, oh, okay. Long story short, he flies back home. And like by the end of that week, we have an offer for him to work at the company headquarters and move to Dallas, Texas. So imagine this, like straight up, I'm working from home that day. Just so happened. It must've been a Friday and Scott is back from his trip. He's working from home. Imagine us. We are literally standing at our Island in the kitchen, going back and forth. Not like a fight, like a, Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? literally standing there going, okay, I think, I think it would be good for us. I think we should move. It would, the girls would gain flexibility and confidence and it would be an adventure. 10 minutes later, we're like, we shouldn't go. We shouldn't go. We've got family here. We, you know, have friends here. The girls are in school. They're in a routine. We went back and forth, not knowing what to do for at least like two hours. And eventually we're like, okay, Time out, Scott. You go, go do something, go drive around and pray. And I prayed about it, and he prayed about it. And we truly felt called to go to Dallas and to move to Dallas. And that was very counterintuitive for us because we have family here. I mean, it would be a lie for me to say we chose to go to Dallas, and it was just the easiest thing we've ever done. Now I'm going to share with you the beauty and goodness that God put in our lives through that move, but there were moments that were excruciating. Like I remember walking through my neighborhood, bawling, crying. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone on a walk and like people are driving by and you're wearing the sunglasses and you're just like bawling, crying. (laughs) Like People are going to wonder what's wrong with me because I felt just like I had deserted our family. I mean, we had two little kids at the time. Our family adores them. We have family in Memphis. We have family four hours away in Alabama. My sister is in Memphis. I mean, just bawling, crying. And I called my mom and my dad and I basically said, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry we're doing this to you. How painful. And my dad, in all his wisdom, said, you are going to Dallas. You're going to Dallas. It's the best thing for you. It's the best thing for your family. We're going to be fine. So we knew it wasn't a forever thing. Scott accepted the job. We planned to be in Dallas for a few years and then come back. And so where this is funny and fun is the boutique obviously was not all about me. It was just a precursor to this chapter that God had in store for us that I didn't even know about. We could never have moved to Dallas. If I was working a traditional job in the office, because Scott ended up flying back and forth and working there in advance. And also I had to get the house packed up, ready to sell, sell the house. I'm going to share more things. But in the beginning, we thought we kept saying we couldn't, we could not do this if I was working a regular job. Also, what was really cool is as I was, opening the boutique and leaving my corporate job, Scott and I had always talked about, okay, maybe in a year you could open the boutique. Maybe get you know get your uh, supplies together, get the boutique up and running, get your feet under you, and then open the boutique. And I did feel God saying to me, and let me just pause right here and say, I don't ever want anyone to be intimidated when I say I felt God saying to me. God and I are really close and we talk all the time and I do feel him calling me and saying things to me and, and leading me. There are also times where I don't hear that and that's normal too. There will be times of listening and waiting and, and not us, not hearing God where we expect him to, but that doesn't mean he's not working and that doesn't mean that that's not part of our growth. And then we also will have times where we hear him calling us and feel him calling us. And so I think that's just why it's so important if you listen to episode one of our podcast to have a consistent prayer time because prayer time you will have mountaintop experiences, but you also will have normal days, right? Just just good, quiet time. So this was one of those seasons where I felt God calling me. And I very specifically, when I was planning to leave my job, and we had talked about a year and then that turned into six months. And I very specifically felt God saying, December, December with the girls. And I just felt in my heart, December with my girls. I want December with my girls. And I didn't know why other than I love them. I love spending time with them. Of course, I want to be home more making cookies with them and crafts and ornaments and you know, reindeers and all the things, but I just knew very specifically that I heard God say that. And so I shared that with Scott. He trusted me and I left my job much, excuse me, much earlier than expected. So I did have December with my girls and it was amazing and I loved it, but I also felt that there was a reason. And this was before we knew Scott was going to get the job. This is also before we knew that 2020 would be the year of Corona. Am I right? So I kind of also felt God saying like something big's going to happen. This is what you need to do. Okay. Y'all need to go to Dallas. You need to have December with your girls. So we made all these decisions. And I remember when I was in Hope Young Adults, uh, probably like 10 years ago. My goodness. How's it been that long? A good friend would always say, if you do what God calls you to do, you don't have to worry about the details. He will work out the details. He will take care of everything. You just have to follow and obey. And we totally saw that in this decision to move to Dallas and leave my job. And let me tell you a little bit about that. So we put our house on the market, okay? And it was perfect timing. Like when the market was hot, it was good timing. I don't even think that, I don't know if we even listed it, but we had someone come look at the house and make an offer. Okay, so we're pumped. We got an offer. Yay. This has been pretty easy. Also, whiplash. Wow, this is really fast. So we're in, you know, like February of 2020, January or February of 2020. Corona has not hit yet. They are not even checking temps at the Miami airport. No one's ever heard of it, right? Little did we know. Spring break. (laughs) The world would be turned on its head. So we get an offer. We are so excited. Everything is all good. At some point in the housing process that we had sold our company, our company, we had sold our home to the relocation company because that's just how the process works. Well, the buyer backed out, but we had already sold our home to the relocation company. So even though they had to relist it and sell it again, We were good. We were done. All right. So we moved to Dallas and we find a home there and we're moving spring break, beginning of the week. And you guys know what happened in spring break 2020, right? No one went back to school. So we are moving out of our house in Germantown, Tennessee, and there's a stay at home order. So I'm looking at the moving crew going day one of two days. So Can you finish moving us tomorrow? And they said, well, we're going to, no matter what. Yes. So long story short, we move in the middle of a pandemic. It actually was beautiful and wonderful in terms of getting boxes unpacked, because guess what? We were all home together. Remember that? Remember stay at home orders where like there was a week or two there where you couldn't even go to the grocery store, really? We ordered. It was so funny in Dallas, like my favorite sushi place. I don't know if I ever laid eyes on it until the end of our time there, because we always just ordered food. It was a pandemic. And we move and Baylor is in uh, junior kindergarten and Cameron is in preschool. We move, schools are shut down, but let me tell you, God's goodness. We had done what he called us to do and he provided. So Baylor was able, and she's our kid that is really, she has a lot of anxiety. She doesn't like change consistency and expecting the normal knowing what to expect is really good for her. So God is so good because of the pandemic. Her class was zooming junior kindergarten from Memphis, and she zoomed for the rest of the semester with them and never missed a thing. And she also did not feel left out at all, because they were all at home on their computers. And she got to Zoom with her teachers and complete her year, just as if we had been here. It was so beautiful. And it was so cute, because they would do like, what's the weather? What's the weather for every day? And they would say, Baylor, what's Texas look like? And She would run to the window and Cameron, we just threw her in basically too. We all zoomed together, but we had a beautiful summer there. And then in the fall, the girls started school and it was virtual. And so that was another gift of me having the boutique being online. No one was shopping. No one was shopping the pandemic. And that was perfect because I became the kindergarten like assistant. I was zooming with her and had to be sitting with her every day and potty training Cameron, because I was like, daycare will do that for us. We don't have to do it. They did that with Baylor. It's beautiful. False. It's a pandemic. She's at home. We had to potty train her. So it all worked out. And here's what has been such a blessing is we really, Texas was a blast. It was fun. It was an adventure, but we also missed our family so deeply, but we were doing virtual school. So literally for 40 days, we were able to, and so this was what, fall 2020, we were able to travel to Memphis, stay with Scott's family. We would hang out for 14 days. We would make sure nobody had Corona. And then we would go see my family for 14 days. And we just bopped back and forth. We were able to go to the beach with them. I think we were doing what everybody was doing. Like If we're going to be locked up and shut down? Where do we want to be? And so we were able to have that time with them and we did miss them deeply though. And we wanted to move back. And so we started praying about that. I might've been a little bit of pain in the butt about that with Scott. I would be like, can't, I want to be back by December. And he would be like, that's unrealistic. Like there's no way that's happening. So here we are 2021. I'm begging to move back. We're trying to figure out what that looks like and Scott gets a job offer in Memphis a job that is just perfect for him and his career and they're um headquartered here in Memphis so it can be our home forever and we were so thankful for that I mean there was definitely waiting and there were definitely tug of wars and lots of those good like marriage conversations (laughs) that my parents would say are you like, are you driving him crazy? Or are you telling him, get me back to Memphis? Because we loved Texas, but there's just nothing like family, right? So here we are, we're moving back. And again, when you do what God has called you to do, he works out the details. So I have felt in my heart for years, this little God whisper of Briarcrest School, which is right outside Memphis in Eads, Tennessee. And we are trying to figure out where to put Baylor and Cameron in school. But, you know, when you have, like, that kindergarten, first grade age, that's when you, you're you like, okay, we need to pick a school and commit to it. P.S. I grew up in the country. There was one school. That's the only school you went to. There were no private schools. Like, this was such a learning curve for me in selecting a school. So, we, I just felt like this whisper about Briarcrest. I would had, like, a friend talk to me a long time ago, and her son was in middle school, and she said, Briarcrest has been awesome and they really have helped with his anxiety. And you know how you are as a mama, you just mental note to myself in the back of my mind. Hmm. My child deals with anxiety too. Okay. We have a good friend that's there that loved it. And so Scott trusted me with that, which I so appreciate because I said, I just feel like we need to be a Briarcrest. He said, okay, apply. So we applied. We had never toured the school. <laughs> this is where God is good and faithful and works out the details. We had never toured the school and I call the admissions office and this is we we need to start at the end of September in 2021. The school year has started. Baylor has had, you know, six weeks of first grade in Texas. I'm worried about that transition. She does have one friend in first grade at Briarcrest and that is the hope she is clinging to. She's like, Oh my gosh, I want to go to school there. I want to, I want to be in school with my friend Scarlett. Like, she's so excited. So I call the school and they're like, we have one opening in elementary and it's in first grade. And I'm thinking, thank you, God. What? That is what we need. We need that one opening, that one opening. That's what we need. So I, they say, we don't have a spot for Cameron. I'm thinking, okay, Cam might be you and me, you and mama home for another year together. This ought to be fun. keeping that child entertained. If you can relate, let me know. Second child. So we are signing Baylor up. We've never toured the school. And there's no spot for Cameron. I'm driving in Texas and I'm just praying, God, is this you? Because we don't always have that confidence, right? We want what we want too. And I can put my influence on God or I can think that it's him a lot of times and really it's just me. So I'm praying, God, is this really you or is this just what I want? Do you really want us at Briarcrest or am I trying to make the dots connect? And I'm driving to like Dollar Tree or something. I'm at a red light. I stop in the parking lot and I, I pull up like a Briarcrest, um, introductional video. I'm thinking, Let me just see what the school looks like. Maybe I need to take the virtual tour. And on there comes up uh, the chaplain, who is Jason Ellis, who is a friend that I, when I moved to Memphis, I joined Bible study with his wife, Colleen, and he was planning a church. And I ended up going to that church several times. And it was just this moment of God saying, this is me. This is me. And you don't have to doubt yourself not one more time. I have shown you there is one opening in first grade, right? This is your friend that is leading as chaplain. This is me. And the beauty of that is that there was an ended up being an opening in junior kindergarten and they let Cameron in and her teacher ended up being Brittany Stroop, who was Baylor's junior kindergarten teacher Well, she taught a class. Um, actually, no, she was, she was Baylor's four-year-old teacher when I was pregnant with Cameron. So we knew her, we were comfortable with her. She knows our family. And then that just came together beautifully. We lived with our in-laws until we could find a house. Y'all know what the market looks like. We were like, uh, I don't know how long this could take. So there's a house that we've been interested in And it came up because Scott's best friend was talking to his neighbor. And she said, do you know any good families? We want to sell this house to a good family. And he said, actually, yeah. And they're looking. So we end up touring this house. We don't know a price. We don't know a timeline, except it's probably at least six to 12 months before we can move in. Long story short, the timeline drastically shortened we were able to move into the house within 60 days and it has been such a gift. The school has been such a gift and I just really feel like God blesses obedience. And that doesn't mean that the journey is always easy and that there's not suffering amidst it or disappointment or confusion or unknowns. But he definitely gives those, what my friend Tori calls God winks, where he pats you on the shoulder and goes, this, this is what is meant for you and gives those gifts of opening the right doors at the right time. So now I am closing the boutique. And the reason for that is I talked with Scott a lot about it and i prayed a lot about it. And I feel like, well, not, I feel like I know, I know God knows me far better than I know myself. And he knew that I would never leave a corporate job because I have this like loyalty hanging on for too long issue. <laughs> and we're traditionalist and we like the insurance package and the 401k and the certainty. And so that is just not something that we would do. And God knows that about me. And the boutique was the vehicle he used to move me into being available and at home. And then he knew I needed that to be able to do the move to Texas, to be able to do virtual school with the girls, to be able to move back from Texas to Memphis, and then now to transition us into this new home. And I feel like all of that's complete. And so something that maybe I thought was a calling was more of a vehicle, that God used to get from one place to another because he knows what motivates me. He knows what I need. He knows what my family needs and I could have never seen that. And what's interesting is there's one aspect of my business that you may or may not be familiar with where we do jewelry bundles It's a subscription and you get jewelry every month. So I started that up in the middle of our time in Texas. And I prayed about that and I didn't necessarily feel God saying like, yes, you need to do this. (laughs) But I felt like he said, okay, if you want to do that, yeah, do it. Let's do it. You should do it. And I thought that might be a forever business. And now looking back, I was in a season where I really missed my family and friends and I really was desiring to be back in those communities and, I'm sure everyone can relate because even though I was in Texas, we were all in a pandemic. And so we all know what that longing looks like and feels like. And the bundles, creating them, ha- using my creative brain and and my operational brain and my logistical brain and having something to look forward to and having a focus really helped carry me through that longing with some kind of direction, some kind of purpose, something else to focus on other than I miss everybody. And so I know now, I did not know then. I know now that God used that. I needed that. It kept me out of depression because I had something to do, something worthwhile. And now he's revealing to me that, okay, I can move on from those things. I started to feel and I'm oversharing a bit, but that's who I am. (laughs) So here you go. Uh, I started to feel recently this you should be like, I should be learning to do Google ads. I should be uh, ramping up the boutique and trying to get into, you know, trade shows. And I should be trying to have a booth at this or that. And I should be, and it became a lot of shoulds. And it also wasn't the return on the investment, when I weighed my expectations of the business versus the reality of the business, I was going to have to put in a lot more time, money, effort to get a return on that investment, or it was time to just part ways. And I felt all these shoulds, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. And they were weighing on me and, It just gave me time in January because January is a time that is very slow for retail. It was the perfect time to stop and reflect on all that. And so Scott and I talked about it and he said, yeah, close it. I said, well, aren't you being so super supportive? Dear goodness, this is wonderful. You're such a great guy. I appreciate that. He goes, I mean, if you were making $100,000 a year, I'd say suck it up, buttercup, (laughs) but you're not. And he's right. You know, you have to weigh the reality and the drive and the desire with the calling and with, you know, where your family is at. And the other thing Scott said to me, which I really appreciated is he goes, yeah, Sam Walton, do it. I go, what are you talking about? Sam Walton. He goes, he went bankrupt, like filed for bankruptcy so many times, opened and closed so many different companies before he settled on Walmart. And that did really help. It made me feel good. It gave me confidence. And so all that to say in summary, if you will, what I've learned is a, it's not all about me. Even when it looks like it might be, God has a bigger purpose. We are all here for his kingdom. And so it's not all about me. Number two, if you obey, God takes care of the details. You don't even have to worry about them. I did worry about some of them <laughs> still, but you don't have to worry about them. God takes care of them. Number three, we can't operate in a vacuum. We can't sit in our prayer chair and go, God called me. Everybody get in line. You know? No, we have to filter that through our Christian community. God speaks to us a lot of times through our loved ones. And he definitely spoke to me through Scott in our first, my first attempt at a store when Scott and I decided, no, it's not the time. And then to, you know, five or six years later when it was time. And so filter what you're hearing from God, what you're feeling, the tugs you're feeling through your Christian community. And number four, I would say, know that there are moments where you will hear God so clearly. And, and there will also be times where you just feel a tug. And there will also be times of silence. And he is working in the silence. He is working in the tugs. And he is working in the calling. And so that is part of, I believe, God's patience with us. He knows that we're works in progress. As Baylor says to me all the time, well, I'm a work in progress. We are works in progress. And he knows that. and He knows that sometimes it may take Jennifer Brunson three years of having a boutique to feel okay closing it. And being open to whatever he calls me to do. He knows our personalities. He knows us better than we know ourselves. And so that's part of his patience and his process. And I just wanted to share with you guys part of our story of obedience and learning. And what I've asked myself many times is why, not why Dallas, what, what, what were we supposed to get? Or learn or do in that season that was so important. And I've talked to God about it and I don't have a clear answer and that's okay. I know that he taught us obedience and his faithfulness and obedience. I know that he trained us and trained our hearts in obedience and disciplined us in that. I know that I learned to have a quiet time and I get emotional about this, but If that is the only thing that came out of Dallas, it was worth it because having time with God and a relationship with Him is everything. We had time with our family together. We all did with the pandemic, but we really had these adventures and we went away and grew and learned and came back. And we are so confident this is our home. And so there have been so many blessings But there's also, in summary, my last thought is there's not one huge, profound result that in being a Western culture, American woman, we often look for, right? There's not one huge, big result that we can measure and put on the PowerPoint slide. But God works in ways that we may not even know or realize. And we just have to trust that he's working. So thank you guys for letting me share our story and our journey with you. I'd love to chat more about this offline. Send me messages, comments, emails, and I can't wait to see what God reveals in our next chapter of our lives and share that with you. Do you feel more confident? Maybe just a little bit? Stand up taller, hold your head higher. You've got this. I hope you feel more confident Thank you so much for joining me for Real Confidence. Please remember to comment, like, and share, and subscribe.